welcome to another episode of Stream of Thoughts. Today, I am with another special friend of mine, Mr. Dr. Soheb Khan. Um, and uh, he is a very nice person, a very good friend of mine. Uh, and we are going to discuss with him about his success story in Finland. He has been living in Finland since a long time and he is a motivation for, all, for a lot of us. So let's talk to him and let's see what we have to learn from him today. Hi, Dr. Soheb. Uh, How are you? I'm fine. So 18 years in Finland. Yeah. You came in 2002 and it's now 2021. Yeah, been a long time. So I'm going to make you a bit nostalgic today. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. So uh, most of the listeners uh, of this podcast are uh, the immigrants who are working in other countries, uh, who came from their home countries to other countries. And it's hard when you're living in another country far away from your homeland to settle and to work and to achieve some position which you have already. So uh, I want you to start from the very first thing that uh, very first thought that came in your mind that why did you uh, think to move to Finland? What was your uh, motive? Uh, every person has, of course, their own motives and their own stories and background. So in my case, I've, I belong to a rural area, quite undeveloped, quite underdeveloped rural area in the north of Pakistan. My village name is Musa Khel, so I was living there and uh, the only way out of that village to see this big world was the education. So that was my only motivation to get education just because I started to realize that I can, I can get out of the village and see the big towns and big cities. Mm. So that became my, my pathway to reach Lahore from my village. I got admission in the medical school, Ilham Iqbal Medical College hmm. in Lahore, Pakistan. So I spent my five years there, then one year of the house job. and But that, uh, that wish, that dream that I had to see more and more out of my, my, my village, that kind of still persisted. So after living in Lahore, so hmm. I, I had the wish that I want to go one step further more and see what is beyond the borders of Pakistan. So I started looking for my opportunities. And again, education was still my only excuse, my only tool. Uh-huh. So, so uh, 2004, actually, I, I, I came to Finland. Uh-huh. That was a easier time visa-wise, maybe that was an easier time uh-huh. Uh, in the sense that there were not too, too, too many people who were competing with you or congesting the whole system. So yeah. I, I got benefited by that. So I got a very easy process for visa and I got admission here for uh, master's of science degree in a subject called public health. So, and, uh, so that was my main aim. So very honestly, my personal thing was this wish that I just wanted to see the world. I was not mm. like happy or satisfied or content with putting a full stop in at my village stage or at yeah. Lahore stage. So I yeah. always had some something yeah. next coming up. So so why, um, like when you're in home country, you have the food in which you grow up, you have the culture in which you grow up, you have your parents, brothers, sisters. So it's like, you know, being in the comfort zone, but coming out 
of your home country yeah. that's like going out of your comfort zone so yeah. was it the same case with you or uh, like it it was uh, getting out of the comfort zone for sure but at the same time i i i felt that maybe i was too young at that time i just felt that the things that now the work at place the society the family now what they are expecting me to continue mm. on for the rest of my life maybe that is easy at that time that i'm young and energetic and i mm. can do almost anything yeah but i started to think that will it be the same scenario if 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 i have to choose when i'm older like at 50s and 60s will i still be happy going to the same work that they are offering me now will will i will i be happy in that i realized that no i i i am not getting that wow factor or click factor in my head with mm. the job opportunities and the career track and the overall life track that this whole thing is offering me so so uh, i think getting out of that comfort zone i i don't even think of that as a price or any 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 anything like mm. that i feel like that was part of this interesting process that i got to explore that okay if not this then what do i really want to do mm. that i keep doing in a very happy way even when i'm old mm. so i i like to think that all of us should 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 think in this way that mm. are we kind of compromising at the most easiest opportunity that we are getting or is there something more out there that yeah. will make us rather more happy or more uh, content and more successful so maybe we 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 should little bit try for the next step for the next step and maybe we we have a better chance of finding something that is really meant for us yeah. so So I was 23 years old when I graduated from medical school and they mm. put me for a house job in this Jinnah Hospital Lahore and I was and every day was the same there mm. and I was so bored mm. and and I think that my friends my family the society in general for them I was successful that I am a young doctor and yeah. I will continue to be that practicing doctor all yeah. my life and yeah. I will get money and yeah. people will treat me nicely and that is a good thing but but is that it maybe mm. for 23 year old so hey if that was not it I, yeah. I was still like yeah. missing something so I yeah. came out of Lahore I came to Finland to find that missing mm. something so Mm. So when you decided to come to Finland was there uh, some sort of uh, uh thing that stopped you from coming here like uh some sort of emotional things from your parents from your brothers or sisters uh because I know the medical doctor is a very well celebrated profession in Pakistan and it's considered that if you are a medical doctor you can earn a lot in Pakistan uh so uh, the when a person is normally coming if someone like us from a middle class family they decide to move to abroad there is some sort of uh, things that stops us from going that is family as well so actually uh, i had something in my background that actually helped me going across that boundary of emotions or boundary of connection mm-hmm. uh, my father and many of my uncles they have been working and living in saudi arabia my father actually spent all his working life 28 years in saudi arabia and he used mm-hmm. to visit us once in a year or once mm-hmm. in two years 
So, so that was kind of the norm. So I grew up in a combined family system with, yeah. with uh, grandparents as, as the head holds. But my father, from my childhood, just knowing that he is there somewhere working yeah. in another country and sending money home. And, and similarly, many of my uncles were doing the same. So it was kind of like normal for me maybe that to accept that if I do something similar, then it's not that big of a deal. It's not mm. that crazy of a life choice. It is kind mm. of acceptable and normal mm. in my family, at least. Mm. And also the overall notion, in, in still, I think, in, in, in most of Pakistan and especially in the rural areas, that people realize that opportunities that are there are very limited. And even if you get that, those opportunities, even then it does not automatically translate into a very successful life or maybe a very successful financial life. Mm. So kind of going abroad is considered almost equal to being very ultra successful. So actually your family and friends and society, they actually... They, they get very proud and very happy if, if you if you've managed to do that so yeah. I think that I did not feel any any limitation that yeah. that kind of uh, made this a difficult decision but rather I thought that my family background my father's background so kind of it helped me mm. make this decision mm. plus again I think the key factor again I will say was that I was young Mm. 23, 24 years age, mm. you don't really focus on the difficulties. Mm. You you kind of are up for anything and you kind of take things more of an adventure and yeah. it does not scare you that much. Mm. So maybe that helped me that even though Finland was a very, very unknown country for Pakistanis, especially in 2003, 2004, and uh, I had no experience of traveling internationally or being out of my country ever before but uh, uh, still kind of I, I, I felt like I can do this let's do this mm-hmm. without any money in my pocket without yeah. any very clear cut idea of what I'm gonna do how my career will eventually shape up or what what is Finland and how life is it yeah. here so I kind of still was able to take this up as an adventure probably yeah. because of my youth, let's yeah. say. <laughs> so. so you had energy at that point. Yeah. You had, I would say, time at that point as well because that was a good age to explore the things. Uh, so if we fast forward to this day, you're working as an associate professor at university. The program in which you came, you are leading yeah. that program now. Uh, which is a very proud moment for all of the Pakistanis um, in Finland that uh, one of us is working at such a good position in Finland. So, uh, but behind that, this is a very, you know, uh, very cool thing to hear, but it's not easy to achieve. Uh, your struggle, we, we, will, we are going to come to that point now that when you landed in Finland, your first step in Finland, what was the thought that came in your point and the thing that you were expecting that I have to do something new and um, what I'm going to do by just working as a doctor in Pakistan. Did those expectations come true when you landed in a foreign land? Few different points in response to that. 
So first thing, physically, when I landed to Finland, I, I got a train from Helsinki to Kopio, the small town where I am still living mm. here. So I, I remember I reached very late night, almost 11 o'clock in the night, and it was mm. September, and it was already quite chilly in the air, and also 11 o'clock meant it was proper night, proper darkness. So I, I reached my flat that I had already booked, so I remember the I was kind of blank till that time, but first kind of uh, 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 emotions that registered in my mind was when I actually reached that flat, I put down my luggage and I discovered this small balcony in mm -hmm. that flat. So I came to that balcony, I looked out, and it was all dark and some buildings in, here and there in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and nobody was out there at that time and it kind of first time that was the moment that it kind of hit me that okay it is not like a process but i have actually now ended up here so it's i have done that process of planning and going through the travel arrangements and all that thing and answering to myself and answering to everybody around me that why i am doing this so i have kind of felt that that part is now done now it's already the next step that I actually have to now settle down here, I have to kind of come to terms and make myself uh, successful here or face everything new. Work system here is going to be new and I knew nothing about that. Education system is going to be new. Mm -hmm. I, at that time I knew nothing about that. People, culture, everything. Mm -hmm was new at that time for me so it kind of hit me first time that okay now starts the real difficult time so it kind of gave me mm. a little like uh, shaking in mm. my head that wake up this is it now so this is really so that was the physical part that how I ended here mm. but uh, I, I realized that uh, foreigners were very uh, limited in numbers in, in, yeah. in Kopio Finland at that time and, I discovered one Pakistani who was who, who was married to a local Finnish woman and he was living in one part of the town and, and uh, other than that there was nobody who I could like I could like attach myself or get get help from or get guidance from or things like that I, and at the same time I also wanted to do things on my own I did not want to choose anybody like to be dependent upon so I kind of started uh, my my day-to-day -day, mm. uh, things from from the next morning mm. I got to the university I got to understand the people got to got to know the basic first step so I kind of started from zero and um, I didn't plan to be here this long but uh, uh, sometimes you can plan something very accurately yeah. and you can follow it sometimes along the way things happen that yeah. you 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 ha you had no planning for and you yeah. kind of make decision at the spot or mm -hmm. spontaneously mm -hmm. and that give, gives you a certain types of results so i'm a, uh, my being here in 2021 is kind of a result of that spontaneous, spontaneous. decision making uh -huh. so so uh, you came, you did your masters, um, and when you were doing your masters, uh, did your uh, thinking changed or did your thinking change over time? That I uh, that 
do I want to stay in this country in future or do I have to go back and the spontaneous thing that you're talking about um, what were the, um, the events behind that spontaneous thinking I actually uh, first of all I thought that the study style that I, I, I got here in Finland I found it much more relaxed and easygoing mm. and manageable compared to the medical school education system that mm. I got through. So compared to that, I felt like I can manage it very easily, mm. very well. Mm. So so that was kind of a big relief for me that I didn't make a total fluke decision, but I actually mm. can, am able to get this degree. I, I can handle that. I can, I can do that. Mm. So, but after that, I started thinking that, okay, now I have spent here this time and got the degrees and then of course much different and much more opportunities I got to know and I, 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 I got to feel that now even if I go back to my country I will have the kind of job and career that maybe I, I, can, uh, I can have something that I actually gonna be more satisfied in so, so it opened up kind of new opportunities and new, new tracks for me so yeah. based on that, I actually uh, went back to Pakistan. So after mm. getting my master's in public health, mm. that my uh, wish for the adventure and seeing the world. So I, I got to see Finland. So I was like, okay, this is the first step. Mm. And now time to go back, get mm. to a career line in my own country, Pakistan. And then I will... I will try to explore and later in my career mm. more international opportunities. Mm. So I, I actually went back and I, I it was 2005 and I, my, I didn't apply for extension of my visa so I, mm. I, I, uh, I did not even have money for the ticket so I kind of sold my shoes and my jackets whatever mm. extra clothes that I had. I had a small CD player mm. and so whatever I could sell I, I, I sold and I, I got a ticket and one-way ticket and mm. I ended up back home mm. and I started applying for jobs so mm. I uh, October it was October 2005 so mm. there came this famous earthquake mm. of 2005 in the northern parts of Pakistan mm. so on one side I was applying for jobs but then public health people are the people who are the first responders and heavily involved in these post-disaster relief activities so mm. and I had a very fresh European master's degree in public health so mm. I thought okay this is a great opportunity to add to my learning experience and my mm. skill set so I volunteered and I I spent six months there in those earthquake areas volunteering mm. as a public health worker and mm. I'm so lucky that I got to do that and I, I hope that I was useful at least to somebody somewhere there. Mm. But the other side is that that um, in, I was continuously applying for jobs and stuff and in, in positions where mm. I thought that I had a very unique advantage of having a very specialized degree in mm. that field from Europe mm. and compared to others who were who were who were with just MBBS. So mm. I thought that I will secure I would secure a job very easily but mm. I was maybe a bit naive and mm. maybe we we all know the Pakistanis so there is a certain level of corruption there you need to know people mm. to to get a solid job and you yeah. need to have 
bribes and all those things yeah. so i i but maybe i i i couldn't get it for some other reason mm. what can i say yeah. but i i didn't land a, a solid job so mm. after that six months in our quick area so i realized that it's time to 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 move on i'm mm. i cannot just keep waiting for a mm. job inside pakistan so so i i got connected again to my department of public health here in the university of copio and i i, I proposed a, a doctorate research uh, plan and uh, i started the process from mm. zero again i luckily they accepted my proposal i got registered as a phd student i applied mm. for visa again and i i came a second time after this mm. eight months 10 months gap in mm. pakistan but this time it was a different journey because this time i was coming after um after making efforts to settle down in pakistan mm. and after failing in that mm. so this time i was coming kind of like that now this is my mm. only kind yeah. of choice at the moment so the motivation was of different type than mm. the motivation i mm. had for the very first time mm. uh, so i came here i started working on my doctorate and uh, i apply I, i wanted to uh pursue teaching also as a career mm. in addition to research so mm. in addition to being the phd student so mm. I, i applied and i actually got a teaching position in right from the start of my phd study so i was doing kind of two things i was mm. a phd student in the same department but then i was a, a teacher mm. in, in the masters of public health program so mm. i was 26 years of age and i was I I I was doing both yeah. these things and and I somehow I managed to complete the degree yeah. well in time. Yeah. Um I completed my doctorate and um I just kept going in the same position so yeah. I kept moving to the next steps and Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the thing that I can extract from um, the discussion so far is that even the spontaneous decision that you yeah. took that was not very spontaneous that was not just a fluke as you said that was there were a cascade of events behind that and it's for the students who are living in finland now or who are planning to go from pakistan or from any other country to any other country abroad they should at least think what they want to do in the future what they are doing now what their proposed future career line could be so at least a little bit of thinking is very important it's not like just you're going to go with the flow without uh, without any thinking like in your case you had some thinking behind yeah, it was a, so, at least i hope it was a logical process yeah i yeah. I, i like to think that it was yeah. a logical process and that's why i i i got to move from one step yeah. to another but but i i see in in in, in many cases uh, unfortunately is that that we we come here but we are not uh style wise we do not uh adjust into the into into the job market here mm. we style wise we 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 are often very very uh, talented mm. we are often very educated and mm. with real knowledge mm. and we are very skillful and we are very confident but mm. somehow 
the Pakistani education system does not teach us the style element, mm-hmm. how to present exactly. yourself, how to behave in front exactly. of a potential employer, what, what, what you are going to be doing in an mm-hmm. interview, sitting in front of, a, of an interviewer, how to handle yourself socially exactly. in a job mm-hmm. environment. So these things nobody teaches us. So we leave it up to that some have those things uh-huh. and some don't have those uh-huh. things. So unfortunately, many cases I have seen of super talented Pakistanis mm-hmm. uh, who come here as students and they perform really good and they have all the sides from the from the merit point of view, but still they struggle making this transition to the to the mm-hmm. worker instead of just being mm-hmm. a student. So this studies to work transition, mm-hmm. this kind of gets kind of difficult and mm-hmm. they get stuck often because they they are they don't have that personality or style mm-hmm. thing, that that extra spark of how mm-hmm. to connect with a person. Mm-hmm. So some somehow we don't train our people in mm-hmm. that direction and that is the huge loss. Mm. that they try one, two, three times and they get discouraged and then of course there's this huge trap of odd jobs that kind of like a crocodile drags them into 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 itself so yeah. you start doing the odd jobs and then the cycle keeps going and you can kind of keep getting away from the professional side mm. and end up being a driver or a pizza maker or a cleaner mm. which are really important if you do them to survive during your studies which are very important and very respectable if you do that when you are in need of that to fill in some blank period in your life and career but they are not the jobs if you have a masters of science degree from Europe and bachelors of science and all these hard works mm. in your past in Pakistan then you you deserve something more something you deserve more. a professional job yeah. and so what we do is that sometimes I, I I try as much as I can. I try to help the Pakistanis. Uh, sorry, I, I just want to stop you at this point. What was the uh, main, uh, because you were, uh, though the, the, at that point uh, there were not much people um, here, even like not more much international people, but you were still able to manage into their job circle. Yeah into their faculty while doing PhD and at such a, a young age you had masters only so what was the main um, point that you can advise to Pakistani students who are about to finish their masters and to get I, into job market I think the biggest thing is your social side hmm. I think that degrees matter knowledge matters skills matter merit matters all hmm. those things are needed mm. but on top of that your social side needs to be very clever mm. very interesting very strong mm. what do i mean by that i will give you some some very ordinary examples from my own life so mm. so i knew that i needed a proper opportunity i needed a job opportunity mm. so what did i do I did not have the right degrees or high enough degrees to, at that time. I was I did not have any experience in those kind of jobs that I was interested in like teaching. I did not have any teaching experience. Mm. But I knew that. So I knew that that on one side I'm lacking in the merit side 
there is no vacancy but on other side there was this huge need that was kind of eating me from inside mm. so what did i do so i realized for example that all my finnish colleagues so every morning in 9 o'clock they were coming and they were sitting together in the coffee room everybody with a cup of hot coffee and they were chit-chatting with each other that was a very social start of their everyday work life mm-hmm. they would stay there for 15 20 minutes and then everybody would go to their office and start working so mm-hmm. i realized that other phd students in our department from different countries they were coming to the department going to their table in in their room and and they would not join in any social activity with the local fins of the department mm-hmm. so i realized that i i i need to be known these people who have opportunities they should so that me going every morning and sitting with my finnish colleagues in the mm-hmm. coffee room that little gesture that little activity of mine I like to think I believe that was my very first step of getting a job because hmm. they started feeling that I'm one of them I'm hmm. not a stranger applying hmm. for a opportunity hmm. then similar little steps keep happening I I hmm. I realized for example that there are no vacancies official vacancies hmm. now if there are no vacancies how will you get how, a job how exactly <laughs> So but I kind of created a a, a loophole. Uh-huh. I realized that there is no vacancy but where can I be useful to them? Hmm. So I realized that in teaching the teacher at that time so hmm. he was he was heavily loaded with work with teaching workload was super heavy. Hmm. So and i realized that he was really struggling mm-hmm. so few times that i knocked at his office door and went in and talked to him i realized that he was just in a bad condition like he had so much work he was staying late in the evenings he was just in in a mess mm-hmm. so i realized that okay there is no vacancy but here is where i can be useful so mm-hmm. what did i do i just went one day and i said that what are you doing and Charles his name was Charles so i said what do you what are you doing Charles and he said i'm doing this and this much i have done this much is left mm-hmm. and it, let's see i'm trying to finish it this evening so i said well i know this work so i can do it like i can help you with that so he he was kind of uh, he he thought about that probably but because that wanted was that i was cutting his workload so he mm-hmm. started giving me these little tasks mm-hmm. first they were very little to see that if i can actually do that but when he realized that i i i could manage these basic teaching tasks so mm. he, he started giving me those regularly so i i did that and i made myself useful for the workplace so slowly the bosses my my colleagues so they started to realize that i can do these kind mm. of tasks so mm. so that that kind of contributed a lot that okay mm. uh, next time when the vacancy will appear so maybe exactly. I, i'm yeah. a good candidate yeah. so yeah. so it, it it was lots of hard work mm. and it was lots of good luck also mm. uh, i need i think that i got lucky in so many times in mm. my life and so many times here yeah. in my finland based life so so i cannot say that same thing will exactly work for another person or another pakistani but at least it it should give you an idea that you need to little bit be clever socially that 
how you can how you can fit in to a social environment mm. how you can make people realize that you are one of them exactly and also if there are no opportunities still start looking around where yeah. you can be useful first yeah. of course without pay nobody is going to give you pay from the day one so no. you start volunteering you start making good terms you start yeah. getting roots in that yeah. workplace so step yeah. by step then yeah. good things also come then the rewards yeah. also come but you need to work in that yeah. in that passion so, so uh, networking is uh, one of the very important key even um, even the when we are like pakistani students or pakistani workers we are working for internship for a job we think that if we are sitting with a coffee with our finnish colleagues there would be a language barrier what we will talk but uh, at least as you told we should go we should uh, sit with them we should make them feel your presence and they would be kind enough to consider us they would be they would talk with us they would interact with us so uh, networking uh, i think networking consistency hard work it's not like uh, this thing would would work with everyone but these they are all pieces yeah, yeah. you need to have knowledge you to, yeah. you need to have skill yeah. you need to be socially clever yeah. and you need to be flexible that you can adjust yourself to different exactly. kind of scenarios and 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 you should be likable yeah. so you should not be somebody who makes people feel uncomfortable exactly. because if they have to work with you for many years yeah. they would like to work with a fellow who is easy going they easy wouldn't going. want to exactly. work with somebody who is always arguing with them about money or about yeah. every little day to day yeah. thing so be flexible and easy going yeah. i think yeah. that's important yeah. and uh, in the start uh, don't think of the money uh, just try to get some experience and make yourself more useful that is also i think very one of the important things that you told us so you have got a very nice home uh, very nice uh, piece of arts uh, very small pieces but they are very thoughtful i guess um, is this house decorated on some theme or is it your hobby uh, or what this is my hobby so uh, lately uh, what i feel is that that uh, you know what makes me happy should be the number one priority of mine mm. so what i started to do uh, maybe last 10 years so i started to travel a bit more mm. i started to go to places that i genuinely wanted to go mm. i had dream of visiting so i started to go to all those places mm. and i uh, also i started to do all different kind of hobbies that i thought that i i wanted to but i never like actually did but now as i have been doing things that that genuinely make me happy so i realize that home is where we spend most of our time so yeah. home should be like where you feel genuinely comfortable mm. at ease and you see yeah. things and they make you feel happy yeah. so i during my travels i started collecting little pieces so in my student days uh i started collecting very little things a 1 euro keychain from mm. here and there a 2 euro thing to put on my walls so mm. an ashtray for example a, mm. a teacup coaster for example so whatever mm. my pocket could allow 
So I started and I still buy usually very cheap little things mm -hmm. but I, I, if something just simply clicks in my head so I like to have this around mm -hmm. me. So over the years I've gathered some things, some are purely mm -hmm. toys, some are a bit more serious pieces, so mm -hmm. they, they're all range. so there's no particular Mm -hmm. uh, set of things that I would say that I'm collecting antiques or mm -hmm. I'm collecting paintings or I'm no it has all different kind of things yeah. I collect very cheap things also I, I all often walk around look at second-hand shops antique shops different kind of things mm -hmm. whatever street street sellers mm -hmm. are my favorite so whenever I travel I, I, I particularly focus on people selling their handicrafts and mm -hmm. things in the streets so, so I, I, I started putting them in this house and mm. uh, sometimes they make me laugh, sometimes I, I, I feel proud that I have that a good thing. Mm. So they, they kind of give me different types of emotions every mm. time I look at them. So, yeah. But again, it's, uh, it's, it's basically a hobby, a yeah. way to make myself happy. And yeah. again, another thing or uh, observation that I have noticed is that that we Pakistanis when we when we are living abroad so we kind of always live like a visitor we we never kind never of get to it. that yeah. we, we we are always like not putting enough effort that makes us like mm -hmm. this is our place this is our life we kind of always in that mm. foreigner mentality that mm. oh we are here now and who mm. knows where we will be in two years five years ten mm. years we kind of live in that student lifestyle even when we are not students so, mm. so uh, I, I, I would like to to think that we should all feel that even if we are here for a limited time we should live the way that it, we live back home. We should mm -hmm. decorate our houses. We should live in in places that our pocket affords. We should have things that our pocket can afford. Mm -hmm. So we should not always be saving money and mm -hmm. just thinking that this is the saving. This is now the magical number, and this is now the next target. And in, and we are visitors and foreigners, and we will learn and go then somewhere else. We will. So it's 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 a vicious cycle. You cannot win in that that mm. kind of thinking. You will always be running after one thing, second thing, third thing, but you will be tired mm. and you will be sitting in your home because mm. you, you won't have things that actually you did for yourself actually mm. that makes you feel happy. Mm. So, so I, I, I would like to think that uh, uh, I have kind of things around me in my mm. everyday life that that make me feel at home mm. that this is not mm. Finland or this is not Pakistan mm. but this is my home definitely so, uh, we all deserve a, a, an easy day a better day a fun day a happy day so, yeah so if some hobby makes us get that yeah. feeling then why not we yeah. deserve this yeah. little investments here and there on ourselves yeah some, exactly. and it's different for everybody some people like buying new clothes some people are into fancy cars so whatever is your uh, hobby anything, so, yeah. so you do you have already done hard work in Pakistan you have been doing hard work here in Finland so at the end of all that if 
I think that we all deserve some little things and Definitely. they don't need to be very expensive. As I said, I have some things in my in my everyday life that are very cheap, one mm. euro, two euro thing. Mm. So it does not matter mm. is if that is an expensive thing or, or cheap thing, so, mm. but it should mean something to you. Mm. So. But overall, be happy. That's my my main advice to my mm. fellow Pakistani brothers and sisters who are in Kopio, who are in Finland or mm. anywhere outside of Pakistan. That that uh, this was not easy. What mm. you have done, getting out of Pakistan, so mm. you have already achieved this huge transition. Mm. And uh, different things work for different people. Of course, the biggest thing is being at some opportunity at the right time. Yeah. So it's not always going to be as easy to be at the right place at the right time uh, for yeah. all of us. So, so, so you cannot fight with certain things. But at the same time, if you can try, you can try to be these few things which I mentioned earlier. You can try to actually learn from your degree you should actually get skills that tomorrow your employer will, would be asking you for tomorrow your employer would be counting you counting on you for those skills mm. actually learn don't run after yeah. grades or degrees but actually what is inside those degrees yeah. that is what matters and then yeah. second thing as i said that be socially be clever try mm. to integrate try to yeah. mix up after a few years then you can start wearing these different caps <laughs> and different appearances yeah. with beards yeah. and all those things. But in the beginning, you need to make them feel like you are like them. Mm. You are not an alien looking, mm. totally different mm. looking mm. person. But later in life, you can yeah. wear these fun caps and yeah. you, can, you can have your own style because then yeah. people are already yeah. comfortable with you. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for such a thoughtful uh, discussion and uh, I think we had uh, uh, very good points and very good things uh, that we can learn from this discussion also for the listeners and also for me as well and we always have something to learn from you. Thank, thank you very you much. Man. Thank you for your time and uh, we will come again we will maybe uh, have another podcast with you on some other topics uh, on some other thoughtful topics as well but uh, thank you for giving us time thank and you your opinion on this topic thank and uh, uh, and also Cheers. subscribe to travel with the sun take care <laughs>